0: Welcome to the Summer's Time Podcast. This episode is part of a special series.
1: Throughout this time of social distancing and isolation in our home, we've had a lot of discussions around what's happening at the proverbial front lines of COVID-19. There's what you read on social media and what you hear in the news, but we really felt compelled to connect with individuals on a few specific areas that kept surfacing in our conversations. So in this series, we are taking time after putting the kids to bed to hold late-night phone conversations with people on specific topics to better understand what they are up against, how we can help support them, and to have them help answer some of our most burning questions.
0: Today, we are talking about work-from-home strategies with someone who has been doing this for years. He shares with us tips on how to manage a team remotely, how to structure your day, and how to beat the distractions to stay focused. Jim
1: and I'm Emily and we're We're the the summer's Summer's family.
0: family she works in an office
1: and he runs the home
0: together we're raising our four kids with an emphasis on family adventure and the arts
1: welcome to the summer's time podcast Topic that has been very top of mind for me in particular is work from home, mm-hmm. as um, you know my my role has been primarily in an office, right. and very suddenly had to shift gears. And figure out how to be at home with kids at home all the time. Full time. Full time. And I know a lot of people are in the same boat where they very quickly had to had to start getting good at working from home with a lot of distractions. So we wanted to spend some time learning from some people who have perfected the art a of pro. working from home. <laughs> um, so we have Nick Perry on the line, who um, is actually our brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. He has been working from home for many years now and has perfected the art of working from home. He manages a team remotely um, and ha- we thought that we would ask him a few questions and and learn some more from him. So Nick, can you share a little bit more background on what you do?
2: Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, my name is Nick. I'm a senior software developer at a, a small company based out of New York called uh, Energy Watch. Um, we handle utility management for buildings. We help them, you know, plan how much energy they're going to be using and, you know, help them reduce those costs. Um, I I started working there a number of years ago in the office. And then uh, when my wife got into medical school here, I transitioned to full-time remote and she's about to graduate. So I've been working remote about four years now.
1: Um, how was that transition so, yeah. for you? Uh,
2: you know, it was, it was a little bit challenging at first. Um, it took me a while to kind of figure out how I worked best and how best to collaborate with the team. Um, at the time, I, I was the only remote worker, um, which was you know, kind of an interesting dynamic. And, and now obviously everyone at the company is remote. So, uh,
1: so what is your opinion on routines? Do you think it makes sense to have one? Should you kind of be a little bit more flexible to the day? Uh, is it okay to do things like throw a load of laundry in, um, you know, to, to break up the day? Or do you need to really be like 100% focused on work? Like, can you walk us through your routine and your opinions on, you know, what the right structure is for the day?
2: Yeah, yeah, sure. Certainly. And, and that's something I've, you know, I've gone back and forth on a number of times um, for me, you know, it, will work a little bit differently for everyone. Um, you know, cause everyone has different working styles and, uh, but, but what I found to work is that, uh, you know, you do have to find a routine for yourself. Um, it, it, that can vary person to person, but you have to have some kind of routine. Otherwise you just kind of fall into kind of, you know, not really having any variance to your day or any structure to your day. And then you kind of like lose time here and there, uh, when it comes to things like putting in laundry. I mean, that is definitely a perk of working from home. Is you can uh, handle some of those things that you wouldn't be able to if you're in the office. Um, I have a dog, and uh, I mean, being able to walk, you know, our dog a couple times a day is is super huge for us, and it's actually helpful for me. Um, that said, like you have to kind of structure your day um, to incorporate those kind of activities if you if you want to. Uh, you. If you're doing laundry like every hour, then you're probably not <laughs> getting a lot of work done. You know, it, it, you you lose a lot of time doing those things um, if you don't structure it properly.
1: So what is your structure as an example?
2: Sure. So I start my day, I'll generally um, try to do some kind of exercise in the morning. Then I'll take the dog for a walk. Um, then I'll start work. Um, I finally start with a list of what I'm trying to accomplish during the day. Um, especially important working remote is you kind of have to know, you know, divvy out exactly what you want to accomplish in the day. So I do that at the very beginning of the day. I make a nice to-do list of everything I need to accomplish, things I need to touch base with people on, things I need to do by myself. Um, I try to split my work up into kind of like deep work mode versus shallow work, meaning like things that I know are gonna take a large portion of time in, you know, mental effort, and then things that, you know, you like checking emails, responding to, you know, questions, um, doing small tasks. So I kind of like try to prioritize what I have to accomplish in those two categories. And then for me, I know I'm better worker in the morning. Um, so I will try to tackle the big issues when I start the day. So if I have something I know is going to take me a while, I'll try to tackle that right away as soon as I get done walking the dog. Um, we do have a a meeting in the morning for about 15 minutes, the check-in meeting. So that happens in the morning. And then I do the, you know, I try to get like a deep work session in until about lunchtime, eat lunch, walk the dog, um, after lunch, you know, and it is important to take a lunch. Um, I think because you can, you know, you need to add some variance to the day, but anyways, um, so after lunch, I'll, uh, you know, spend some time focusing on answering questions, maybe doing like some one-on-one meetings with people, doing some collaboration, and then, you know, as the day goes on, switch back to some other larger task for the end of the day, wrap up in emails and call it a day, get a small exercise in, and then, uh, you know, move on.
0: So one of the things that we've done here, or we've been trying to learn with Emily working in her office um, the door gets, stays closed, but there's windows and the kids know that she's there. So we've been trying to figure out ways to mitigate distractions and allow her to stay focused. And certainly if it's a conference call or whatnot, so that they're, you know, she's not screaming at us or we're making too much noise for her. How do you do that, uh, at your house to mitigate any kind of distractions and whatnot?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is, that is always a constant battle. Um, you know, uh, my life is we have a newborn, um, we have a dog, uh, you know, there's, when the mailman comes, there's the dog barks <laughs> and, you know, goes crazy There's yeah. you know, all sorts of things. She'll want to come play. You know, there's, there's always things going on. Um, so I think like one of the important things, and this goes for, homes, um, is to kind of have like a, you know, some way of or telling people around you, um, that you're, you know, busy, that you need a focused time. Um, for me, I'll shut the door. That actually works pretty well, um, but I don't have any windows, so no one can really. See
1: I'm, in in I'm in a fishbowl. I'm in a fishbowl. Yeah, that's a week. See me. Yeah, <laughs> I, and the, the other thing too yeah, so, is I feel like there's a little bit of a grace period here where everyone is right. just being forced into this environment, and and no I've one gone, asked for it. You're, right, and I've gone back and forth a little bit where I'm like, okay, everyone just needs to be quiet. You know, I don't want people to know that you exist. And then the other part yeah. of me is like, well, you do exist. And like I had a call um, a little bit later tonight and the kids tend to have this witching hour where they have gone from like maybe in the morning, they're a little bit slower. They're like at a one. And yeah, they for ramp some up reason around dinner day. time they're at a 10. They're like not even a 10. It's like 11, like circus level. Yeah. And they're, you just like cannot contain them. And that was, that, that's when this call was taking place. And I just thought to myself, you know what, it is what it
0: is. It is is what it is. At least in these times right now, it's like normally. Try to distract as much
1: as, or, or try to not let distractions play in as much as possible, but man, it's going to happen right now. Yeah.
0: And it's, (laughs) it's tough, but it's going to happen.
2: No, yeah, I I totally agree. And and even under the best of circumstances, you're still going to have those distractions in this, there's a lot more opportunity for distraction at home. Um, I think one thing. So, so our company uses Slack as a tool to kind of uh, chat with people. It's kind of like an online um, chat room. Yeah, I've
0: heard of Slack. And
2: one one of the things we do is if you're busy, you can we'll put a little like emoji next to our name, like the, like "Do not disturb" right now, I'm doing something. Um, that i want to focus on so i mean you could maybe even try
0: that at home maybe stick
1: something on the door you know on the window <laughs> like red, oh my gosh that's such a good a idea red
0: sign a big I <laughs> like red angry face or something that means don't bother her she'll be mad I get the double
1: emoji and just put it up there
0: right exactly well we thought about draping like a a curtain or a, or a sheet or something over the windows just so that you know the, the visual distract distraction wasn't there but we haven't done that yet. Yeah. I think the I kids love are, the
1: idea of the emoji. They would.
0: Yeah, they probably. would know exactly what mood you're in, in that in that moment. Like, like the crying one, if you're really having a bad <laughs> day. Start <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. no, emoji. mom's, mom's having a rough her. one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I do think it's also. I do think it's also important to have like shorter, uh, I guess, cycles of work. Um, whereas when you go to the office, you can probably get more time without those kind of distractions, but. I think it's especially important when you're working remote to kind of break your task down even further than you normally would in the office, because you are going to have these random distractions, especially at this kind of time where you, you want to like focus almost like on something I've done in the past that's worked well like the Pomodoro time where you, you set up 25 minute blocks and you just focus on nothing but work for 25 minutes. But then when that's done, you have time where you could pop out and make sure everything's okay. And you know, You structure your days in small bursts of focused
1: energy. I guess that is such good advice, and it's making me reflect on my own days because I have had those moments where I'm like, I feel like I can't think. Like I feel like my mind is just mud, and I can't think. And you're probably on to something with maybe I was yeah taking you know too lengthy of a period to um, dig into something. But I also liked what you said. Um, earlier uh, regarding getting the deeper thinking or, um, you know, to getting that done in the morning, the deep focus things in the morning and the shallow focus, maybe a little bit later, depending on where your attention span is. Like I found that to be very, very true for myself. So it's probably a little bit of trial and error, but that's really good advice.
2: Yeah. And and I think, I think like the one thing I've taken away um, from working from home for so long is you have to build in breaks, for your brain throughout the day um, you know when you go to work you have a commute then you have a commute uh, there and back you you know you go to lunch there's all these things where you're up walking around and you're not directly working on something work but work related but your mind might be processing that stuff but when you work from home you kind of like live in a state of stimulation a hundred percent of the time because maybe you wake up you have kids then you work, then you check social media, then you put a TV on in the background. You know, you go from one activity to the, to the next without taking those 10, 15-minute breaks for your brain to kind of decongest or uh, process all the things that are happening. And that's where a lot of, like, really great ideas are formed, and you can definitely miss out on those opportunities unless you take a walk, you know, walk the dog, or you take a long shower, or, you you know, you build in time where your brain has the ability to kind of just turn off and... Process.
1: It's so true. It's Mm -hmm. something that I think everyone took for granted in the past was that you had a commute, and maybe that would be an easy thing to be frustrated at, you know, before all of this took place. But now um, you bring up such a good point that that actually is a time where you can settle some thoughts and think things through and maybe be a little bit more creative or just give your mind some space to breathe. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, we wouldn't necessarily attribute that all that great stuff happening during the commute in the past.
2: Yeah, until you until you lose it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah right. as with
1: so many things these days. <laughs> so um I manage a team and I know a lot of people are in the same boat and um, thrown into this space where you have to manage people remotely. And there's so many complexities that come with that. I am extremely curious for your advice on how to manage a team remotely.
2: Sure, yeah. I mean, it, it is a bit different um, than in person. Uh, there's a lot of things you can do in person that are hard remote. Uh, and I think one of the biggest things is like the, uh, picking up on social cues and, you know, having, like, a real-world connection with someone, um, you know, even if it's just, like, passing the hallways, you know, you see how people are acting and reacting during the, throughout the day. Um, so that's one big thing that you kind of have, it's like a different hurdle to tackle remote, is that you don't, you can't keep as good of a pulse, I guess, on, you know, the, how people are doing in a lot of ways. Um, and then I think the other thing is really when it comes to like meetings, like how often should I meet with people? What kind of meetings should I be holding? Um, that does change a bit when you're working all remote. Uh, I think so like when I'm in the office, I can sit down for an hour long meeting, no problem with, you know, five or six people and you can kind of focus, you know, you might lose some attention, but if you're running those kind of meetings remote, you really run the risk of just people just not engaging at all, you know, because, you're sitting at a computer you have you know maybe your video chat open but next to it is your social media next to it's your email you have know, one person starts you know talking and they're a little bit boring or you know there's some technical difficulties over the the bane of, of remote meetings uh, you know everyone's going to tune out and you're going to lose everyone's attention and you don't have those social cues necessarily to bring that back in um so one of the things that I really focus on is short meetings, um, small meetings as possible, Um, making sure that you actually build in some collaboration time. Like you won't, you still want to have meetings with people, but you know, one-on-ones are great. and One-on-one collaboration is also great. So for me, I'm a a programmer, so I'll do one-on-one collaboration meetings with uh, some of the people that I work with and we'll sit together. And as long as we're both engaged, We can sit there for an hour or more looking at code, but if we're just like doing a PowerPoint presentation, there's no way, you know, people, people tune out quick.
0: Death by PowerPoint.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And and yeah, because it's so easy to just tune out and especially when you have all the other distractions in your house. Um, So I think, yeah, just keeping meetings short, not being afraid to collaborate and making sure that you have like, if you know, your points of contact are uh, well-established. Um, you know which technologies you need to be looking at or using. Everyone is on the same page with how to use those technologies. You know, nothing is worse than, you know, opening up a meeting and half the people are not on mute. And, you know, you lose all
0: this time. <laughs> I've never said the word
1: mute so much in my entire life.
0: <laughs> I know, right? Go on mute. Go on mute. mute you please mute, mute please. your phone. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's it's that is tough. That's terrible.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it just eats up time and it makes people instantly tune out. So, you know, I think I think I, I honestly do slightly more meetings with people, not necessarily meetings, but check ins, you know, like, hey, how are you doing? Um, but keeping the duration of those meetings much shorter than you might in the office. Uh, But also like making sure that you ask about how people are doing uh, because it's very easy to only be work focused and kind of lose that human aspect when you're all like, you know, it's like I'm in the machine. I
1: was going to ask you about that because I've been wondering that myself where you're coming from a really personable setting where you can, you know, do that water cooler talk and how was your weekend and that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, In person. And you, you, you get your inside jokes going and how do you do that virtually? And I've seen a lot of people post, um, pictures of holding a happy hour with their team or things along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys do anything like that or any ways that you shake it up to, um, step outside the professional type of atmosphere?
2: Yeah, yeah. And especially now that everyone's working remote, we do do a lot more of that. Um, we've we've increased the frequency of our um, uh, check-in meetings. We used to do them every other day. Now we do them every day. Um, for us, like, a lot of it is the Slack. Uh, we use this uh, web chat app. And, you know, it's, it's just sending, like, you know, a dumb meme or something like that, you know, just to, like, infuse a little bit of, personality into communications in kind of like an informal way that um you know is not like forced upon you you don't have to like necessarily respond to it right away you can contribute what you want uh will bring up you know awesome books that you're reading or like what movies did you watch for you know while you're locked in this weekend so there's there's i I think it's really important to keep doing that stuff and and honestly like you have the opportunity to write it down um (laughs) So with some of uh, the people that I help manage, I'll actually write down like a lot of their interests and things, so I can make sure that I check in with them um, because you know, since I'm remote, I can easily forget about something that they told me uh, you know that they typed to me in passing or you know the web chat was mentioned um, once because you don't ha- you don't you know get as much context like um, as you would in person.
1: That's such a good hack. I like that. Yeah. Write it down. I mean, it's simple, but that's really, really good. So I think they're one of the big concerns about work from home historically has been that you're just slacking off. Yeah, lack of,
0: just, of work getting done. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, um, h- how have you held your team accountable and held yourself accountable, um, and not fallen into that stereotype?
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it would be so work dependent. You know, for us, we have specific tasks that we assign out. and You know, we work in two-week sprints, so we know exactly what people are working on at all times. Um, so that adds a lot of accountability. Um, I think you want, like, a little bit more, however your company works, you want a little bit more accountability than you would in the office. but so you don't want to go full draconian at the same time Um, I've I've talked to some people whose companies now have, you know, two to three check-in meetings a day where you're supposed to talk about what you're working on and then the meeting itself is a half-hour long, you know, you can definitely overdo it Um, and no one really wants to necessarily work in like an overbearing environment like that Um, and it also kind of like breaks up the day so you don't, you can't really work to your thing. but I do think you do need to check in with people a little bit more than you would and make sure that you know what they're working on. And, um, it's, you know, task oriented in some ways, like you have quantifiable objectives, I guess, that they're trying to hit. And, you know, you can estimate how long you think those things would take in the office, maybe add a little bit since it's a crazy time and, you know, kind of map it out that way.
0: So you mentioned the tool Slack earlier, which I've heard of, um, and it sounds like that's something you guys use pretty heavily right now. Are there any other uh, recommendations on resources or tools to help people work from home, like video chat or things of that nature?
2: Yeah, so so our company uses a few things. Um, we use Slack for chatting. Um, we use Zoom, um, which is the like a web conferencing software, Um that's you know really helpful for when you want to screen share or have you know video conferences um, we also use something that's very dev related uh, it's called bitbucket but in uh, jIRA but basically what it is is it's like a um, a task program um, and there's a bunch of these things you can do like Kanban um, there's a, a whole bunch of these type of programs but basically you can, put in all the tasks that you need to accomplish and essentially like a to do column and then assign them to people and then watch as people move them from to do to done or unblocked on this issue or whatnot. And, uh, it's widely used in the tech world, not as much in other worlds, but, uh, there's I a, think it would, I mean, I use it for everything.
0: Yeah. There's a tool similar to that that I remember I used at my, uh, both companies I worked for called Basecamp. I think that's the same kind of thing where it's like a to-do list that then gets assigned. Uh, the the to-dos get assigned to uh, whoever on the team, and then you can see the progress of the of the project as it goes along. It was really nice. It was very helpful.
2: Yeah, and for us, because I know exactly when where all everyone's work is at all times. Um, I know when they're getting it tested. I know when they're starting something, finishing something. You know, it it really uh, adds a lot of visibility to what you're doing in a sense of accountability and it allows you to help people too, if you see that they're getting stuck on something. Um, so those are those tools. There's also some tools you can get that'll like block, uh, your browser. Um, I've used them successfully. Um, I can't remember the one that I have on my computer right now, but basically they'll block your social media and whatnot because it's, it's very easy to let that creep into your day. Um, and, you know you can turn it on for a deep work period and then turn it off and catch up but uh, it can definitely help you stay focused
1: one final question and then we'll we will close out and that is how do you get dressed for your day I have found that it's been very important for me to get dressed up maybe not like I'm fully going to work but at least like
0: you want to feel the part
1: yeah like uh, okay we're gonna have a day you know and I'm seeing some funny things that people have been posting online about how that's impacted their mood and they're just gonna be like straight up going glam to work by the end of this whole thing like wearing wedding gowns to to their meetings like that I mean it's probably silly that that cracks me up but um, you you know, do you, what do you wear to work?
2: Uh, I I do like to at least change from what I wear to sleep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, right. It really depends on the day, but yeah, I mean, if you're putting on a pair of jeans or khaki pants, really does uh, make a difference. Uh, it's, you know, slightly uncomfortable sitting in there, maybe that's a good thing. <laughs> Versus uh,
1: keep you on your toes.
2: Yeah. But but yeah, and I, I'm. Pro, put clothes on kind
1: of work
0: <laughs> here. I agree. I that's agree. Great. Like I said, you got to fit the part. <laughs> <laughs> At
1: least on the top.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Below uh, yep. whatever.
1: <laughs> so any parting words that you have, um, advice that you uh, haven't shared or anything that you want to leave everyone with as we close out?
2: Um, no, I think that's it. I think uh, just um, taking a deep breath and making sure you're building some time for yourself. Don't, don't work around the clock and it's easy to do that when you're at home all the time. Um, make sure you move around during the day, get some change of settings as possible. Hard since we can't really go anywhere, but maybe you do, you know, an hour or two working in one room and then switch to another later to kind of like change it the up. brain and the thinking that you moved. <laughs> um, but yeah, and this will end eventually. And, uh, I think, I think it'll be good. It's good practice. Some good takeaways here from this period
1: and sure. Stay stay positive. All right. Well, that is a good way to close it out. And we I I know I learned a lot actually. I did too. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Nick. I took some good notes. So um we really appreciate you getting on and sharing your advice. And uh, you know, thank you for your time.
2: Yeah, thank you, guys.